You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 227. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I'm a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a long-time listener, thanks for tuning in once again. And today's episode is about the pros and cons of owning a second home. But before we get to the topic of the day. When we build retirement plans here at Best in Wealth and Fortress Planning Group, we always separate between needs, wants, and wishes. We got to always get those needs down. And what are those needs? It's your basic living expenses, taxes, and health care. Those need to be taken care of before anything else. If all heck is going to break loose, let's make sure we can at least pay for these. And then we have wants, and wants could be a number of different things that you'd like to do, you are planning on doing, unless, of course, all heck breaks loose. And then, of course, there's wishes. Wishes are, well, you know, if the stock market's really great or inflation is really low, then I want to make sure that I take care of that as well. So in the needs, we always have, make sure we can pay our taxes, pay our basic living expenses, and pay for health care. And in that middle section, the wants, the number one want that comes up is travel. I mean, if you're thinking about retirement, aren't you thinking about buzzing around on a lake on your boat or sitting your butt in the sand or traveling to the greatest national parks in the United States. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. The pros and cons of owning a second home. You know, I read an article by Kristen McKenna earlier this week that she originally posted or was posted at Fords.com. And it was titled, The True Cost of Owning a Second Home. And I thought through this because many times when I'm working on that want with my clients, the question comes up, well, do I want to, and keep in mind here, we live in Wisconsin, we live in a cold winter climate. So it often comes up, do I want to go to Arizona or Florida and be snowbirds for three months out of the year and rent a place for those three months? Or do I want to buy a home in Arizona or Florida? Because I want to spend some good time in some warm weather. What is my better option? Or 
I'm considering, because once again, we live in Wisconsin. It is cold in the winter, but I tell you what, it is the greatest place on earth to be in the summertime because it's not too blasted hot and we got water all over the place. It is a great place to be. That's just my plug for traveling to Wisconsin in the summertime. But a lot of folks here have homes up north. You might think we're already up north, but Wisconsin has a ton of lakes up north with cabins all around the lakes. And some people's retirement dream is buying a cabin up in northern Wisconsin. So what's better? Spending three months traveling somewhere, renting a home, or having a really large vacation budget to go a bunch of different places, or do I just buy that second home? And buying that second home sounds really enticing, doesn't it? But boy, can it be expensive in both terms of time and money. When COVID hit a few years ago, a lot of people went and bought places up north. Some people we know are finding out the hard way, the time and money that it takes to own a second home. There's hidden costs associated with owning a second home. But for a lot of families, it makes a ton of sense. If you're using the home a lot during the year, it might be affordable, even if it's just seasonally. But in a lot of other situations, it's a hassle and it's a large cost of maintaining a second home. And the other big hidden cost, and we'll get into a couple of these, is when you own that second home, it's really difficult to go vacation in other places because you're using all of your time and your money maintaining that second home. So what is the cost of owning a second home? Well, think about it. Think about all the costs right now owning your primary residence. You bought appliances, furniture, furnishing like rugs and pillows. If you're like my wife, you got a lot of pillows and a lot of rugs cookware, linens, plus all the utilities, internet, cable, electric, water. What about the large down payment? Or maybe you're paying cash, the large cash purchase, or you have a new monthly mortgage, a second mortgage. What about those dumb taxes, property taxes, insurance, local taxes, homeowner association fees? And then maintaining the outside, landscaping, mowing, shoveling the snow when you're not there, hiring someone to do that, all the other maintenance and the cleaning. What about the stinking repairs and improvements? All of those costs that you have in your primary residence are all of the same costs you're going to have owning your second home. Even if you have the money to pay cash for your second home, you have all of those other peripheral expenses. I mean, that list I gave doesn't contain anything surprising, but let's think about a couple of them. Property taxes. I mean, we have new laws that are in place right now. So there is something called a SALT maximum, meaning that the maximum amount that you can write off on your taxes for state, local, and property taxes for those that itemize is $10,000 a year. It doesn't matter 
If owning a second home now, you have $25,000 worth of these costs, you can only deduct the first $10,000. And what if you get a mortgage on the property, which may not be a smart idea right now because interest rates are high, but what if interest rates go down again? Or what if you bought that second home already and you have a low interest rate? Well, the combined mortgage interest that you can deduct on your taxes has been reduced to $750,000 since 2018. If you own more, and I'm talking the overall limit, the mortgage on your first property and the mortgage on your second property, if the mortgage amount is more than $750,000, you don't get to deduct the interest above and beyond the $750,000. The mortgage costs and the interest rate can be a lot different on a second home too. Usually, you're getting better financing rates with your primary mortgage. Your second home might not get that best mortgage rate. So if you see right now that the best mortgage rate out there is 6%, you might not get better than 7 for your second home. Furthermore, most lenders require for a second home or an investment property at least 20% down. In your primary residence, you may have gotten a loan only having as little as 3% down or nothing down. Not so on a second home. And then we look at second homes and insurance and where they are. What if you're buying a place in Florida or California? There's insurers that are pulling out of those markets completely or you're going to end up paying a whole lot more in insurance to guard against things like floods. So you have to buy flood insurance and natural disasters. So we really need to think through these costs because things like insurance and mortgages, unlike your primary residence, they're still there, but you might still pay a whole lot more for those. So again, think about it. Every expense that you have in your primary home right now, you will have in your second home with some actually costing more. So it sounds like all I'm talking about so far are the cons of owning a second home. And I'm trying to pound this through your head, family steward, because I want you to really think about it. But there are some pros. How do we reduce the costs of our second home that we really can't do with our primary residence? Well, the first is by renting it out some of the time. Now, that is a way to partially turn that second home into an investment. You want to defray the cost of owning a second home? Let's rent it out for some of the time. Now, keep in mind, before you go buying that second home, there are plenty of towns and associations that have limitations on short-term vacation rentals. But this is the very best way that you're going to reduce the cost of owning a second home. But there are caveats. We have to think through how much we're going to make owning a second home and renting out the second home. First of all, if you're only going to rent out for 14 days, you're going to make your tax return pretty easy because the government, in most circumstances, allows you to rent out your place for 14 days and not have to pay any federal taxes on that gain. 
So if you're going to rent your place out, and in this article gives an example of $10,000 a week, and you can rent it out for two weeks, there's 20 grand right there that you can make on your house and not have to pay any federal taxes. State might be different, local might be different, depending on where you live, but federally, that's the law in most circumstances. If we're going to start renting out for more than 14 days, well, now things just get a little bit more complicated. And in the example in the article, if you're going to rent out for $10,000 a week, but it costs you $2,000 a week to maintain the residence in both your mortgage costs, your insurance costs, getting the place cleaned up after, your net gain is $8,000. And now we have to pay for sure federal taxes, which depending on your tax bracket could be 22, 24, 32% and so on. And because we're renting and treating this like a business, our tax return just got a little more complicated. We're adding a lot more to our adjusted gross income because now we have rental income. And that could push us into other gotchas. The IRMA surcharge, if you're 65 or over, you might be paying extra in healthcare because now you're making more money. You might have net investment income tax. You might not be able to write off other things because now you're in a higher income bracket. So it's not only federal taxes that potentially 24, 32%, but state taxes, maybe local taxes, plus the gotchas. So sometimes don't think about that gross income. If you're going to be renting your place out, yes, great to defray costs renting out, but let's be realistic on that profit we're actually going to make. So the next thing I want to talk about could either be a pro or a con. If we think about it for a second, Owning that second home means traveling less to other destinations. Why? Well, because we want to get some use out of our rental, don't we? So we're probably not going to go on some other vacations that we normally would take. So a pro here is we're going to spend less on other vacations. So if we had planned to spend $30,000 a year vacationing across the U.S., but now we're going to spend a lot of our time vacationing at our second home, maybe the cost goes down traveling to other places because now we're not getting hotel rooms, extra flights. I don't know where the second home is going to be, but those types of things might cost you less so we can factor that in in your overall retirement plan. But let me say that sentence again. So it was a pro. Here's the con. Owning a second home means traveling less to other destinations. And for some people, owning a second home, that honeymoon phase wears off. It's so exciting the first couple of years. And then now it's like, oh man, we're stuck in this second home I'd really like to travel to Europe this summer, but we're not going to do it because we're stuck paying for this second home and we can't do both. Maybe you get sick of the area that you bought your second home, but now real estate has gone down in that area. So you're upside down in the home or you paid cash for it and you can only get you know, 70% of what you actually paid for because the housing market is down now. You're stuck. You're stuck in that second home, that 
second home that you were so excited about now seems more like a burden. And you've robbed yourself of traveling to other destinations that you really, really want to go to. And those are times that we really got to think about figuring out if we're able to, how to rent out that second home more. But now you're still beholden to the fact that if you don't get it rented out, you don't have that extra income in order to travel to other places. And the last thing I want you to think about before you go out and buy a second home, a vacation home, is your time. Your time is so valuable. We can't put a dollar amount on your time, but it is so valuable. I think about some friends that we have, have a cottage up north, and then they hear about a big storm when there might have been a tornado come through or heavy winds and now need to drop the plans and drive to their second home in order to make sure it's still good, it's still secure, it hasn't been damaged. And all of the maintaining that second home eats away at the time that you have. And man, isn't it so true that sometimes days are long, but man, those years go so quickly. So we want to make sure that we're secure in our decision of buying that second home. So should you buy a second home? Maybe, again, it boils down to your financial plan, your preferences, and how you think that could change over time. Here's a great example, young families. You might find the only way to regularly vacation is to have your own place to go that's already outfitted with all the kids' stuff. It happens all the time in the region where I live, in those places that people buy up north. It seems perfect. This is where we're going to go every weekend in the summer and we're going to have awesome family time and we're going to get in the car and we're going to drive three hours and we're going to go to our second home. But then guess what happens? Those kids get older and they have weekend sports and activities and friends back home. So getting away isn't as easy. These are the things I want you to think about because a luxury home rental is expansive. There's so many different areas that you can go in, but for some people, it doesn't make financial sense to do so. You can still enjoy your success at a destination of your choosing. Sometimes the flexibility to experience new places and opt to stay for weeks or months is your best approach. Because then everything else is somebody else's problem. The mortgage payment, the taxes, cleaning the place, putting on the new roof, replacing the furnace. All those things that happen in your first home, your primary residence, that you don't have to worry about because you're just going to go rent a home and find different destinations. So for you, it might not be the right thing. But for someone else, it might be the perfect thing. But first, make sure you work with your financial advisor to make sure it fits inside of your retirement plan. And if it does and you feel great about it, then I want you to go for it because I want you to live your best retirement life. That's all the time I have. I hope everyone has an awesome, awesome week. 
and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal of Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.